Welcome back to Jump Scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Chad. This week, we're doing a double feature, Porno and His House. You guys hear that? The science of porn is well known. The human brain, when aroused by erotic images, dumps chemicals into the bloodstream, which send the viewer into full throttle, give me more mode. No, that's right. And we may think that we're just being curious, but that will turn into an obsession. Porno. Yay. Yeah, the best thing about this film is the name. The end. That was our <laughs> review. We give it one knife. Now, next movie. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> right off the bat, the movie holds to its name. Oh, yeah. It starts off with a... Oh, it just opens up with a crazy sex scene. Yeah. Well, it's... I mean, it's not a crazy sex scene. It's just two random older people fucking. But they're, like, fucking in front of a window. So, it's like... They want people to see them. And... But this town is supposedly, like, majorly, like, religious. It's like a Christian town. Yeah. It's set in the 90s. And not only is the town that way, all the people who are the stars of the movie, the main characters, are all... Super ultra conservative Christian, supposedly. Yeah, it is set in the '90s, and it that there's two guys, teenagers, watching these people um, go at it, and um, they're going at it. Yeah, they're going at it for good. Then the kids are just like, eh, we've watched this for a while. I guess it's time to go on to work. They go to work at the movie theater, which is showing a double billing of A League of Their Own and Encino Man. Encino Man. Which I went to look. I don't think those were out the same time, were they? I don't know. Maybe. I'll have to I'll double check. I later. think so. I mean, they were like, ah, oh, it came out in the 90s. That's close enough. Close enough. But so, they're there on a Friday night, and they're going to, since they've worked all week, they're going to watch one of the movies on their own at night, which, you know, is a thing that happens in theaters. But they accidentally let a crazy homeless guy in who just happens to blunder through the barely disguised doorway behind a curtain. I love how all these people have worked here for years and none of them have looked behind the curtain to discover the doorway with the uh, boards just nailed across it. No door, just a doorway and an upside down cross drawn on the boards. Now, these are all ultra-conservative Christians. No one's looked behind the curtain at any point and noticed this. No, because you just said they're ultra-conservative Christians. They're not going to be looking behind curtains, just like they're not coming out of the closet. 
Well, that's true, I guess. Quote, quote, where it happens later. One of the characters is, um, you know, in the closet. But let's, let me just read the description. I'm going to read the, uh, what everyone can just go and Google, what Google has to say about this film. It says, four repressed religious teens and a straight edge projectionist working at a small town movie theater in the 90s discover a secret screening room filled with vintage x-rated exploitation films playing one of the old film reels unleashes a succubus named lilith real 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 original there well who, yeah who attempts to seduce each one of them to steal their souls now, the runtime on this movie is like three hours long. Um, What's the actual runtime? <laughs> I have no idea. 90 minutes? It's probably, it's 98 minutes, but it's the longest 98 minutes of your life. There's a lot of padding in the movie. There's so much padding. I was just like, I just hope she just kills everybody. I don't even care about anyone. There is no character. It tries to have character development, but there isn't. Oh, well, we have a cat that during the podcast. Here we go. Tabby. She's saying hello. She also did not care for the film. Yeah. The thing is, they could have done something interesting with it because most of the horror movies out there are about teenagers that go out to party. They're going to drink. They're going to have sex. They're going to do drugs. So it could have been an interesting twist to have the teenagers that are all going to be, you know, straight-laced and they're very religious. They're not going to indulge in any of that kind of behavior. That could have been a different twist on a horror movie. Maybe they're all, like, religious. They know how to, like, they can quote the Bible passages and different things to, like, fight evil or something. I don't know. They could have come up with something. Wow. Christian Avengers? Is that what you're saying? It's going to be Christian Avengers? Yeah, something. I don't know. But it could have it could have been a twist on it to be different. But instead, it's like immediately when the one guy says, "Oh yeah, I spent the summer at camp. Sorry, I didn't write to anyone. I was busy." Like right away, I thought, "Well, he was at gay conversion camp. He they found out he was gay, and they're trying to convert him to being straight again." And that's exactly what it was. There just wasn't any real surprises to any of the characters. Everyone was pretty one dimensional, you know. Yeah, it is pretty one-dimensional. And the movie that they find is like... Even the outtakes if, from Antrim? Yeah, it, that's exactly what it is. Maybe this, maybe the people know each other and they're like, look, we got these outtakes. You could just use them to make into a movie, you know. You know, whatever you need to do there and just fill, fill in with some shit here and there and whatever. You know, the movie they find in the basement, um, the, the guy calls it a European, a European titty movie. And it's just, like, very artsy, like, it's like the girl's standing there, she's naked, she has, like, a fake, like, they couldn't, I guess, nowadays, you can't find women with real bush. So, she has, like, a carpet, like, laid onto yeah, her vagina. It's very obviously, like, uh, a, There's a no vagina way that was, wig. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a vagina wig. There's no way that that was not going to be and but there also is a thing like you can't show like lips in like a film like that takes takes you to like a whole other rating you know i think yeah. this is like tv ma you know and it's like unrated right because it wasn't released in the theater yeah this is all video on demand so so just very strange and she's just standing there and then she's like a weird smile and then there's like a pentagram over her face and then it's like red light and then there's like a guy dressed in, you know he has like the fucking bahamut what is it uh, baphomet <laughs> baphomet fucking mask and then he's drenched in blood and there's like flashing it's just it's like the opposite of the Blair Witch. 
like <laughs> not the Blair Witch. I'm sorry, I was thinking the Ring. It's ah. it's like the opposite of the Ring video, where it's just like this looks like something that was made in college as like you know independent like artsy film, and it's just terrible. Like I would have not stood there the whole time watching this film. There was nothing. There was no one even really fucking in the in the thing, really. I mean, I don't. I think there was maybe one ish scene where there was, you know, sex. But yeah, most of it was just like, and I guess that's part of the thing is like the the people in there are so ultra conservative Christian that just the sight of boobs freaked out the one guy. He was like, "Oh no, this thing's got to go." Yeah. Oh my god, boobs? No. Like, and there was no penis shots. Well, there, there actually was. was later on. We'll get to that. So, in the film that they're watching, the film wasn't intriguing enough for me to be like, oh, I did like the concept that it was not set in today and it wasn't set in the fucking 80s. You know, I love the 80s, but not every movie needs to be set in the 80s. I like that it was set in the 90s. Um, it didn't have a 90s feel. If you would have taken out the mannequin wearing the clothes, because they had like two mannequins wearing like uh, outfits from each individual movie. You know, one was wearing like the Encino Man, and Encino one was Man, the, and, like uniform from yeah. uh, League of Their Own. And if you would have taken that out, I and the posters, I would have never thought this movie was set in the 90s. There's no 90s music in it, of course, because they couldn't afford that. Of course they couldn't afford that. And but, I mean, at least can someone wear, I mean, a fucking flannel around their waist? Like, can the girl have, like, the, you know, she kind of did have, like, the hair. But that could have been any time. That could have been a girl today. I saw that girl in fucking 7-Eleven last weekend with the holes in her fucking stocking and the yeah. black hair. With the, the thing is, they could have just easily said this was a current, this was a, you know, happening now. And they were just in a revival theater. They were just a theater showing old movies. I guess they couldn't set it now because you were not going to believe that these kids were, you know, repressed Christians if they had Google. Like, you could just Google anything and they could have just gone off in any second, you know. So that wasn't going to work for what was going on. But I like that it was set in the 90s. I like that it was a movie theater. Like, I love, there needs to be more movie theater movies because, you know, I love that one scene and night of the comet you know the opening and then you have that other was it uh popcorn demons or uh, was popcorn f- and demons both of them you're right um set in the in the theater you know it's an easy movie to make where it's just one location and crazy shit could go you know bad crazy shit can go uh could be happening in the film um, and it's kind of like, you know, a play like you're watching a film about people that are, you know, watching films. I like that whole kind of like meta-esque thing going on. But uh, yeah, the movie didn't do anything for me, you know. And then the manager of the theater tends out to be, of course, a massive pervert. Yeah, he's like one of the ones that's like championing like everyone be super, you know, don't say anything, don't cuss, don't do any of that. So it's like, uh and of course, you know right away you're like, well, he's going to be a pervert. Yeah, and he kind of looks like what's his face that ate all the people. Um, Dahmer. He kind of looks. He kind of has like a an older like if Dahmer gone had gotten older, I feel like that would have been his like his glasses and like the weird like Dockers you know weird look to him. Yeah. Right off, the, like I was like, this, there's something wrong with this guy. Not forget about the Christian part. That's fine, but he's a little off. 
and he was using like he had like a peephole in his office that led to like the woman's bathroom i don't know why people have weird fucking fetishes i can't imagine like getting off on like seeing any woman doesn't matter shape size color anybody like pulling their pants down and like peeing or taking a shit that's not exciting to me because there's no boob i mean it's just a butt like this you know I don't know what I was going to say, too, is I was trying to look at the name of it, and I remember there was a Clive Barker story that would make a great one set in the movie theaters called Son of Celluloid. It's about a demon that is goes after people in the theater after the show's all end one night. They could have easily done that. It's, it was all be in one location. It's a very, you know, quick story. So they could have done that, something like that, but nah, they just went with the weirdo porno angle. Yeah, if you like, you know, if you just want to see, I guess some titties now and again this would be the movie for you (laughs) there's not really much of it the movie doesn't really i mean right off the bat you do see the same couple oh that's what happens you do see the same couple later on having sex again but they're like it's really like the demons in disguise of the people that were having sex earlier because one of the kids that was watching the people having sex he's looking through the people and he's now watching like what you what you think is the neighbors but it's really the demon it's to lure him you know and like it's like if she's able to lure you and get you hard or like excited in any kind of way then she supposedly steals your soul but then everybody came back in the end it was it was very iffy touch and go there and they made a big point like you could tell their big like gore piece that they had for it was she's gonna like tempt the one guy so she's like you know turn into his perfect woman and is doing this and it's like she tempts him enough where he's tempted so she punishes him by exploding his balls and we get to see a great graphic shot of his balls exploded and you know that was pretty cool yeah but like that was the only really big like piece of gore in the whole yeah. show really Ooh, then they do like a not a tourniquet but they kind of like Oh, yeah, they put a tourniquet on Yeah, they tourniquet his balls and then this, like, penis. So that was cool, too. Because you know what, guys? I mean, that's probably not something uh, some of you want to see. But, you know, and I'm all about looking at the girl's, you know, body, the form of the woman in the films, in the horror films, or any film, to be honest. But it's nice to see, you know, some dick and balls now now and again. Even when they're exploded? Even when they're fucking exploding dick and balls. We should just (laughs) name this episode Exploding Dick and Balls and see how many people you know listen to this actual episode even though nothing is happening regarding that yeah uh but yeah that scene was very graphic yeah and like i said the end of it doesn't really make sense because like you said they uh, i don't know everybody she stole their souls but yet they're back and everybody seems okay like no one really except for one person dies that's it the rest of them all come out of it so you're like oh well that was really kind of pointless yeah, and then the whole theater's a mess. How are they going to explain that? There's no, there's not going to be any answers per se. But you see, they kind of went and set it up for a sequel because they trapped Lilith back in the celluloid in, in the film and they took the film with them. Yeah, so they can, if they if this one does well enough, they can make a sequel to it. But So this is like the 90s Blair Witch, but it's a porno. <laughs> porno Witch? 
I'm, I keep saying Blair Witch, the ring. It's the 90s, the ring, because now maybe it's going to get out. He's going to show it to somebody mistakenly or someone's going to find it in his, he's going to go to college and he's, and he, he has to take it with him because obviously he has to like now fucking drag this shit out to like with him for the rest of his life so he can ensure that this demon, you know, woman is not going to come out. Just throw it in the foundation of a building they're putting up sometime. You're Just fine. bury it and like under fucking McDonald's. That shit is never going to go out of business. Yeah. Never. So yeah, this one I agree. It's a it's a one knife film. It's there's a, there's the one gore scene in it that's that's unique. I'll give it that. But even that I wasn't that interested in. So um, there's two scenes I do want to discuss before we move on to the next film. The one scene is when the perv manager gets his and he kind of <laughs> Lilith uh, rips his dick off. Yeah, and then just throws it down. And man, let me tell you. That guy was packing. Yeah, he was packing. I was like, why did he? Why was he a pervert? Like looking through the, he could have gotten any lady, I guess. Like what the heck? But I guess he, he's supposed to be like, oh, I'm a good Christian guy and not into sex. I'm not, you know. That, you know, I'm taping everybody peeing in the bathroom. You know, I'm a sinner. I'm I'm not a sinner, but I am a sinner, kind of thing. Whatever. And then the other scene was, um, you mentioned that. Lilith became like the guy's like fantasy girl, like yeah. his dream girl. Yeah, so it, she was just being herself, which was the same, you know, outfit she's wearing the whole time, you know, low cut, you know, like a fur very cape kind of thing. Yeah, very sexual, weird cave woman kind of thing. I don't know. She had some weird shit going on. Yeah. And he was he was he was holding himself. He was like no because he was straight edge. He was straight edge and his straight edge fucking like the X in his hand and his straight edge powers were gonna, you know, gave him fucking powers. He was like, No bitch, I'm not gonna get fucking hard, I'm not gonna get excited by you. But then all of a sudden she's wearing like a leather jacket and she's smoking multiple cigarettes and yeah. he's like nicotine and then he gets hard and that I thought was weird because I know that there's a lot of people out there that have like addictions for certain things, but I've never seen anyone get hard. <laughs> At the thought of a cigarette. Yeah, or the thought of a cigarette. He must have really fucking, like, did he, did he want to fuck the cigarette or did he just really just want to, he just wanted the cigarette. I was kind of confused on what yeah, he I wanted. Yeah, I didn't know what was going on with that either. <laughs> so that concludes our review on porno. <laughs> Let's move on to a much better film now, which is uh, His House. Congratulations. You're being released as asylum seekers, not as citizens, not yet. You will be sent to a home of our choosing. You must not move from this address. We are good people. Whether or not you're good people, it's not me that needs convincing. It's a palace. This entire house is just for us. It's going to be nice. You're going to be happy. As long as you can get along, fit in, be one of the good ones. This is our home. All I can taste is the metal. We'll get used to it.
problems with the puppy. This is what they want. They like to see us crazy. Ah! <laughs> Let them send us back. How quickly you forget everything we went through to get here. We are not going back. There is no witch. What is that? Rats. Rats did this. You went outside. This is my house! This is my house! This is my house! My house! You don't wonder what it tells me. It says I should be afraid of you. Is it weird that every time I hear the, <laughs> I hear his house, I think of that song like, oh, is Our it? house. Our house, yes. In no, the I... middle of the... Street. Yes. Our... I wasn't going to continue singing. I didn't oh, think okay, anyone would want to hear me sing. But yes, that, Um. yeah, I can't, I can't help but think about that fucking song when I hear this movie. This movie came out at, in 2020. It was uh, also another... VOD, you know, because of all the craziness that's going on in the the world. And there's, you know, if you guys are watching Lovecraft Country, um, one of the, one of the, the sister from, one of the sisters from Lovecraft Country, say that like 29 times. Yeah, that's hard to do. Uh, the one who plays Ruby, I believe, wasn't it? Yes, she's in it. And um, her name is uh, Wanmi Musaka. And uh, Soapy Darushu is in it. And Matt Smith is in it. Uh, Doctor Who is in it. So I'm not going to take away from the fact that, you know, obviously, he's the only light-skinned person in the film. I think there's maybe some other people. But he's the most important person that's, I mean, the light-skinned person in the film. Most he's recognizable. Totally, he's the white guy in the movie. Uh, but when I see Matt Smith, and I'm sorry, Matt Smith, all I think about is, like, Obviously, Doctor Who. So I'm like, Doctor Who's in this bitch? <laughs> and they're even in England, so, you know. He's living it up. I'm like, did he just come back to, like, help these people? So his house is a very interesting film. Um, what did you, how did you feel about it? I generally liked it. It's, uh, it's about two uh, immigrants. They come to England, and they're uh, seeking asylum. From uh, South Sudan. Yeah. And they had a very rough time getting there. But, you know, people were shooting at them all the way out of the country. They were on a boat that capsized. Uh, they had a child with them, and the child drowned. And after a long time of being in what looks like a very crappy detention center, they finally agreed to put them on the process to start citizenship. And they release them, and so they can have this house. And this house is like... Uh, fucking nightmare. It looks like it should have been condemned years ago. They're like, you have to live in this house. You have to prove that you can live here and adjust to society. We're going to give you, I think they said, like, what was it, 40 pounds a week for groceries. And you can't get a job. You can't do anything. You just need to figure it out here and work yourself into the community. And the house looks like. Like I said, it should have been condemned a long time ago. The doors falling off the hinges. There's like exposed like walls everywhere. The electricity doesn't work. I'm pretty sure the raccoons had a, a hotel going on in the uh, upstairs 
It looks bad. I would not live there. I'd rather live on the street than that house. Yeah, the film has a lot of layers. Um, there's definitely social commentary within the film. Um, you're gonna whoever. Oh, and uh, spoiler alert: the house is haunted as fuck. Okay, well, the house is not haunted. Okay, so we're gonna get to that. We're we'll think. You tell me what you think the movie's about. It's one of those where like. No, I'm just saying. At first, you're like the house is haunted as fuck because. As soon as they move in, they start seeing shit. And you're like, well, this is going to be bad news because this is an answer to the question of why don't they just leave? Almost every haunted house movie, the first thing you ask is like, why don't you just leave? If I'm sitting at the dinner table right now, we're recording this podcast, and I look up and I see on the stairs, there's a fucking hook-handed ghost standing there, and he goes, get the fuck out. <laughs> we're packing our shit and we're going. We're, we're by. There's a moving truck out there tomorrow. The rest of the shit's in it. We're out. See, but didn't you learn from Insidious? The fucking ghost is probably attached to a person and not the house. So well, you can move gonna and it's going to gonna move with out. them. We're going <laughs> to find that out because I don't stay in the hook-handed killer's house, you know? When the candy man starts tapping on the window saying to move, I'm fucking moving. Okay. Well... Uh, they do, you know, they are given, like Shad said, very strict restrictions. And, um, if they, you know, don't follow, if they break these restrictions, then they're going to face deportation, which is something obviously they don't want. And now these are people that are coming from nothing. So yes, the house is in shambles. But to them, it's a fucking mansion. Like, even Matt Smith himself is like, I don't even have a house this big. Yeah, the house is, like, not the best house, but, you know, you can fix it up. But- yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> if they were allowed to, like, start fixing it up, if they gave them money and said, fix this place up however you want and it's yours, okay. But they really didn't even give them that. They gave them, like, 40 bucks a week for groceries. I gotta tell you, well, I that's don't like, know I think, how far it goes in England. I think that's like seventy or eighty dollars here. You're, but still, you're in England, so you're spending forty pounds there. Yeah, but it's, it's only for food and clothes. They don't have to pay rent. They don't have to pay water. They don't have to pay electricity. They don't have to pay for any. It's all given to them. So just for food and clothes, I think that's pretty livable. I don't. I don't know. I, uh, I don't know, for two people, that's a lot. You'd have to get a lot of cheap stuff to eat for 40 bucks a week. You gotta go to, like, the freaking British, like, the European uh, Dollar General. The save a lot? The save a lot. Ooh, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's the worst one right there. So, <laughs> so, Bull, who is the male character, he tries to assimilate, you know, he, you know, goes to, like, a pub and starts singing, like, the football songs he even goes as far as to see um, a Caucasian model um, image on the wall and literally buys the same outfit that this model was wearing. Yeah. There's a lot of things to really... And he's not like a... He's not like a uneducated person or anything like that he worked at a bank in his home country exactly so, so he he's got skills he could work at a bank here, yeah but they're just lumping him like he's unskilled labor yeah i think it's one of those where well i mean yeah he doesn't well he's not so, he's not allowed to they're not allowed to work they yeah, have to the same, simulate but, themselves first but they're like treating him like he could you know couldn't get a job somewhere he's an educated person yeah he could go get a job at a bank here with a little training be up to you know up to speed again yeah and they spoke english like it wasn't like they weren't able to speak english they were able to speak english um you know and raul the the wife she's 
holding her culture very close to her. She doesn't go out as much. She's not really as Matt, you know, Matt Smith has a judge. She's not really assimilating like the husband is trying to. And he's kind of losing himself. But while all of this is happening... Meanwhile, ghosts... <laughs> Chad, Chad said that, you know, there's this ghost. And it's not until the wife, Rawls, tells her husband this story that she had heard when she was a child on how... And I'm not going to go into the whole story, but basically... Uh, a man was trying to come up in the world and he was stealing things that didn't belong to him and he stole from the wrong person and that person technically wasn't a person it was an abeth it was a, a some a, like a cultural like they're kind of like a ghost that um prevented him from stealing like he took the ghost you know essentially killed the guy you know, he took his soul because it was like, you're, you're trying to steal from me, but haha, ha, gotcha, bitch. Like, no, that's not happening. I'm stealing your soul now kind of thing. And when you take something that doesn't belong to you, this thing gets conjured up is what happens. So in telling that story, you're like, oh, okay. You know, maybe that's what's going on in the house. Cause you, you don't really know. She's just telling him the story. There's not like a concrete, like, oh, okay, this is why we're being fucking haunted kind of thing. And it's haunting like all, it's not even like I'm going to wait until nighttime and you're like under the covers. This shit is happening in the fucking daylight. It's happening all the time. That's when you can go to the ghosts are hardcore when they sh- that shit comes out in the daylight. And they start seeing their daughter. And I'm not going to really get into, because the movie, oh, it came out the day before Halloween. So it's fairly new-esque, you know, we usually do like spoilers and stuff, but I think that you should definitely go out and see the film. It's an interesting film. It's not your ordinary um, horror movie. Yeah, it's got a little bit more on its mind. It's got a little bit more to say. Yeah, there's definitely some meat in the bones. Um, you, there, you will see... A monster, so to speak. Well, oh, yeah, a pretty good one. Yeah, a pretty good monster. Um, so it's not one of those where it's going to be like ambiguous and whatever. Um, it has some pretty intense like scenes and there are some jump scares. I would say if I had to take... There was at least like probably three good jump scares from yeah. what I can remember. Uh, but we really enjoyed the film and definitely, you know, it's not a lot of films came out and it didn't make our best of, uh, we hadn't seen it yet. I don't think at the time, uh, no, we had seen it. Oh. We, we had seen it. It didn't make our best of because it's on a lot of people's thing and we wanted to choose different films that we enjoyed more. <laughs> not that we didn't enjoy this one. We did. Um, it's definitely one of those films like it's a it's a thinking horror movie so if that's not your thing then maybe just skip this one but <laughs> we would recommend that you do watch it because it is an experience yeah i liked it a lot i'd give it a three and a half out of four knives yeah i definitely would give it three and a, three and a half out of four knives as well i concur sir <laughs> uh but yeah who knows what this 2021 is gonna bring us like horror movie wise i know that there's you know we got like Candyman. Right? Is that going to come out? Supposedly, I don't think any of this stuff's coming out. They're supposed to start some of the major releases in March, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're going to be pushed back. Whatever happened to that one with, like, um, I don't, uh, the deer one with, not Renee Zellweger, it was, um... Oh, um, 
what's the name of that one? Antlers or something? Yeah, like that? Antlers. There's a lot of movies that got obviously pushed back. But like, how much can they push it back? It's only you can only hold it for so long. Like you don't know when this is gonna end. Yeah, I think they should just put some of these out next year. Just put them on VOD and be done with it. Do you like some of those things like they did with uh, Mulan or whatever? Put them out and charge a little extra for them for a while, and then after a while, just release them onto like Netflix or HBO and whatever. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode where we covered Porno and his house. Thank you. This is going to be a fun one for tags because everybody's going to look at this and be like, oh, shit, they're covering a porno? In his house? What? <laughs> <laughs> we should just put porno in his house and then, bam, tag We're tag. Done. Just bajillion people are going to be listening to this specific one. Um, oh, both of these films. Uh, Netflix actually released his house. Uh, they picked it up and they released it. And, and uh, porno is on Shudder. And pornos on Shutter, So that's where you can catch these films. And let us know. Did you like them? Did you hate them? Did you see them? Let us know what you think. All right. Thank you so much, guys. And stay tuned to the horror. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. Good night.